Ho, 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 everyone. It is the Christmas season. And what else would we be talking about on Network Special? The podcast that talks about appointment-based television. The podcast that talks about that era of television where you had to watch something when it was on or else you would miss it. But now, thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch these things again and again. It's me, Zachariah, your host, and I am here with the other host, who? Nathan. And who's in the production booth? Wait for it. Jeremy Demery. So, of course, we're talking about Christmas specials. And we're talking about something that is in a more recent era than we normally talk about here. We've covered the 70s and the 80s and the 90s when you think about TV guide-style things that came and went and uh, they're a distant memory. And this is sort of a distant memory. It's 20 years ago. But we're talking about something that was so appointment-based that it played once in 2002 (laughs) on the WB network, whatever that network is for you, whatever church you attend, whatever WB network it is for you, it played once. (laughs) And it is called Rap City Street Kids, colon, Believe in Santa. (laughs) Now, Nathan... I don't like it when YouTubers or podcasters do the thing where they inflate something too much and they're like, oh, this is like elephant poop covered in piss or whatever. And they're like, I, what were they thinking? This is the worst. However, is this the craziest, worst, most baffling thing we have watched on this show? I told you earlier today I almost quit the show. <laughs> it this and you know if you if you are a regular listener, my tolerance is higher than me. Is so high. <laughs> and this thing <clears throat> It can we uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. If this didn't air, if this was just like some YouTube video that someone put up and maybe they were just had some emotional issues, <laughs> which led to them creating something like this, like it wouldn't, I don't think I would have cared as much as I do that this, that some TV programmer chose this said it's okay we'll do this i can't believe this aired i cannot believe from top to bottom how this ever got past uh the the initial uh you know jerk sure (laughs) (laughs) rap city street kids and if if you didn't see the title when you clicked on play is not spelled rhapsody like Rhapsody in Blue, like a, a piece of classical music. It's also not spelled Rap City, like, like an the urban, like the cartoon, like the show on BET. Right. This is R A P S I T T I E, a nothing word. <laughs> this thing's. I'm telling you, there is not a choice made that is good. There's not one choice made. One choice. 
So this is a computer anim- animated special. It is animated. It is animated. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty uh, accurate description there. Now, producer Jeremy, I've sent you what we're watching. Are you watching this for the first time ever? Yeah, this is. It's is. What do you think? Woo! This is brutal. This aired. <laughs> this aired on TV. <laughs> during during like I like this like looks like it was- against a football game. So when I first saw the title of this thing, I was like, is that a typo by the person who posted this? And according to no. Zachariah, that is not a typo. Second of all, no. I thought, okay, there's rap, there's singing, there's kids. This is something that there's no way Nathan could possibly hate. It seems to, <laughs> com- it seems to combine so many interests for him. No. Uh, no, this, and is, then this is a nightmare. It looks like it was made on some sort of um, budget software. Oh boy, are you close? <laughs> oh no! Wait till we get into it. Wait till no. we tell you Not how this budget. thing was made. What? Free <laughs> stock. <laughs> this is like stock software. Okay. Uh, first of all, would you agree, Nathan? If, if for any reason anyone listens to this podcast. And I, I'll listen to things about, you know, uh, sometimes I listen to things about movies or shows I haven't watched before. If you have not seen any of this, pause it right now. Go watch at least the first two minutes of this special on YouTube. Be, because you need to understand what, what you're dealing with. Um, this is why we give you trailers, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this you- is why we tell you on Monday... 6 a.m. What we're watching, so you can be a part of this shit show. <laughs> so this played, like we said, once, and it played on December second, two thousand and two, um, and then it was uh, buried, like it was lost in the in the annals of time, in the annals of TV dumb, until finally somebody on the internet tracked it down, uploaded it, and then slowly people started discovering this and, and questioning. Tracked down? They they got into a bidding war with, or not a war, they contacted the guy who created the dumb thing, and the guy's like scamming them, but eventually they did get it. Uh, Well, eventually. Eventually. Yeah, eventually he, he said, okay, fine. But they paid money for this thing. Well, the the story behind this is that an internet user who had seen it uh, did contact the the director, uh, Colin. Um, this is gonna Colin Colin <laughs> Colin Firth, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Colin Slater, mm-hmm. um, who said in the email, "Oh, sure. Well, I have to transfer it from." the one Betamax tape I have of it, and I can send it to you, it's going to be $150. So the person said, okay, fine. And look, I can kind of see that. Even if you're not going to charge the person that, you're kind of maybe figuring out, is this person uh, willing to to invest this sort of time in it that's worth my time to transfer it, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, he said it was $150. Bucks, uh, and the person said, great. Sure, I, I want this weird thing that I half remember watching. Then Colin Slater emails them back and says, oh, by accident, 
I actually made two tapes. So you've cost me money. I now want $250. (laughs) Whoops. So the person said, okay, fine. And wired Colin Slater $250, who promptly stopped emailing them back anything. (laughs) This guy. Then the person starts emailing them for over a year. Here's nothing back. And then see somebody else on a lost media forum saying, hey, I remember this weird Christmas special. I contacted the director, Colin Slater, and he wants to charge me $150 to transfer the Betamax tape. Oh, oh, by the way, this person lives in Australia, so actually it costs them $350 with cash transfer. Um, Sure. Through some weird twist of fate, they both wind up in the same, like, comic-con convention and the guy does not leave colin slater alone and finally colin slater gives them the tape uh and that's and, why is, it, and he uploads it to youtube and that's the only reason this is on youtube at all is because this person tracked the director down i feel like this colin slater is like everywhere like there's the stories to like there's one at one point he's backstage at the Beetlejuice review oh. at Universal Studios. Yeah. Where why is he there? Well, I have I will say I have some conjecture about this story. There's a very interesting story on polygon.com where they go into it's called a an article called The Making of the Worst Christmas Special of All Time and they talk about some of the history. I've done my own digging on this. I've done some fact-checking on it, and I have my own theories on a couple things that I think this author either missed or couldn't print without maybe being chased down for libel. But I'll say it's a theory, so I can't be sued for it. So (laughs) let's... Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, By you, alleged by you. (laughs) Right. Now, am I wrong? We're not going to talk about the plot of this much, right? Because the plot is the most what, generic what you, Christmas special of all time. Well, plot? <laughs> I there's, mean, there's nothing. There's a plot. There's, Rick, that Ricky, a kid who loves rap, gives the teddy bear that his deceased mother gave him to a snotty girl named Nicole in his school who rejects the gift. Nicole then finds out that the gift was a, a, a present from his mom. So she feels bad and uh, gives him the gift of a game box, the video game system video, he video wanted. Video box. A video box. Yeah, video box. Sorry, a worse <laughs> title. It seems to me like there's more plot to the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication <laughs> music video than there is to this 45 minute oh, well, long. It is 45. By the way, all, everything I described takes 45 minutes to, to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't sign up to trash the Californication uh, video. Okay. That's in my top three. Right. The one that we trashed was what was the name of that song? Twisted? What was it called? <laughs> Torrid, (laughs) whatever they performed on the MTV Music Video Awards. So that's that's the basic plot. It's think of every trope of a Christmas animated Christmas special you can think of. It's it's in this thing. 
a, a poor kid, a rich kid. The true meaning of Christmas is uh, not the presents, but it kind of is. Oh, and Santa is real. <laughs> the star of and this, Israel and of course Israel, and Israel Palestine policy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which they do solve in this. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, the main star of this is the bizarre hellscape of animation that this is rendered in. Uh, <sighs> this is like, okay, it, have you ever seen those toys where it's like a face, but then you squeeze it and the eyes pop out? <laughs> That's what all the characters look like in this. Every character, the the lower legs don't move. The torso just kind of twists around back and forth. The <laughs> eyes and lips are disconnected from the triangular faces, and they just kind of pulse on these forms' <laughs> heads. Um, they're not connected to the ground. They kind of scoot and moonwalk around. If there's anything that's well drawn, it's because it's clip art that they've then just kind of pasted <laughs> into the background uh it it looks so like can we talk about the software a tim and eric sketch yeah because yeah. honestly if this did not have the backstory i would assume this was a fake christmas special yeah. that somebody made uh as a joke yes uh the software yeah. was made uh, with a 3d choreographer okay i okay launched in 1994 <laughs> Yes. One. This was made in uh, 2001. <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be a revolution, the guys thought, an animation. So, um, and we should say the reason why he thought this was going to be a revolution is because it was going to be cheap, you know, and so he was trying to figure out how the cheapest way to do this. So, anyways, this software, I did not remember it until I read that Polygon article. And one um, weekend, I a friend was in college. Um, I can't remember what school he was going to, but this was in Ohio. And I went to go visit him for the weekend. And I stayed with him in his dorm. And he had this freaking software on his computer. And we stayed up all night just making the dumbest videos on this dumb thing. And it was hilarious. And I totally forgot until I saw... The clip, I watched a clip of, of it using it, how you draw the path. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a character to walk, you just get this little like cartoon pencil and you draw a path and then that character will just do an animation across that path. I had a software called 3D Movie Maker on my gateway computer. And it was kind of the same thing where like you have a very bizarre basic shape-based human and you click a couple buttons and you have different hair variations. And when they talk, it's kind of like they're just pulsing and breathing. Like they're moving, they, they look like they're doing a slow, uh, like goth dance. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just kind of, or like they are um, one of those uh, wind deck figures that flaps around in front of a car lot, <laughs> but there's a very mild breeze. So every time they talk, they're talking with their whole body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th this I, you know what? There's a chance that it was the 3D. No, no, I'm thinking about. It. There's a chance that it might have been that one you're talking about that I used. 3D Movie Maker. 
Yeah. Either way, I knew this exact. This this is all the like. These guys made a t a television special using these like what is like shareware basically. <laughs> Uh yeah, let's let's. I'm gonna talk through the story of how this was made. Plus plus what I kind of have sussed out a little bit. the The whole thing starts with this director, Colin Slater, who has a lot of credits, but also the vaguest credits in terms of show business. <laughs> he is from England, moved to Los Angeles. So first of all, one strike. Never trust a man who is from England and moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> His IMDb page uh, says he has over 2,000 hours of television and film. Because that's how we, that's how we, uh, you know, that's how you talk about your career. Oh, I have 2,000 hours of this under my belt. <laughs> it's like a pilot's license. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> works he got, on... his, he got his cosmetology license <laughs> after this. He kind of works on everything. He's in music. He's in animation. He said... Music and management. Yeah, but like when you get to his animation credits, because he worked on like Denver the Last Dinosaur, <laughs> Friends Are Forever, like all these uh, syndicated 80s cartoons, it's like he's a co-producer or assistant producer. So I don't know how hands-on Slater is, because one thing that is clear is this guy has a gift of the gab, and he can talk people <laughs> into any dumb idea. Uh, he also is a tech geek, and in 1978, he has a personal computer, back when that was not a common thing. And he's convinced that if he could just harness the power of a computer, he could have his own movie animation studio for cheap. <clears throat> Hello. He says, how, he says, this is, it's too expensive sending this o across overseas to get animated by these other people. We should do it here in America. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. When has that ever been <laughs> the logic? <laughs> And Rhapsody starts here. I'm just going to quote the, the Polygon article. In the early 1990s, J.R. Horsting was a stage actor at Universal Studios' Beetlejuice's Rock and Roll Graveyard Review <laughs> who freelanced on the side as a commercial illustrator. During one performance, Slater bumped into Colin backstage and discussed his other ambitions. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Beetlejuice's Rocket, we're not talking about, like, Hamilton. This is not a Broadway show where then afterwards, like, oh, I'd love to meet the actors. This is like a 10 times a day theme park show. What is yes. Colin doing wandering around backstage meeting the mummy? That's what I'm saying. Then we say, Horsting says, he asked me to come and do some artwork at his place. He started doing drawing pen and paper illustrations and logos for Slater. Okay, I am, this is conjecture. I believe this is a relationship between the two of them. I think Colin went backstage to meet this guy and basically started a relationship with him. I gotcha. looked up J.R. Horsting. I, <laughs> it, 
everything I found backs up what I am saying right now. <laughs> why? What, 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 why? Why? Well, <laughs> there's just <laughs> a lot of things that in my life experience point to that may be the story. <laughs> I know it says he is married to a woman from Taiwan, but when you click on both of their profile pictures and her profile, everything she writes is not in English and there's no pictures of them as a couple. Okay. So, yeah, I think there might be some green card in, in just in case you look him up. You're like, well, he's married. Well, like, well I think there's a green card in, in effect here. Anyway, they start um, working on this idea that, that the uh, computer stuff could be the the secret to doing this this computer animation making him the art director of the computer animation studio uh and and uh he finds the 3d choreographer technology and says oh this is it we can do all our specials on this 3d choreographer with these <laughs> weird rubber band lip people <laughs> that just kind of coast around this is perfect uh, here's where it gets so weird, and I I wish I could know more. This this happened back in the early 1990s. Fast forward ten years later to Long Island. <laughs> I know this is so weird. James DeLuca, who works at his family's air conditioning company, but his real passion <laughs> is music. <clears throat> Again, this is from Polygon. <laughs> On the clock for a house visit, DeLuca struck up a conversation with a songwriter client and wound up jamming at an at-home recording studio. <laughs> sure. DeLuca emerged with two songs that would eventually become Rhapsody Street Kids, The Best Kid in the World, and Believe in Santa. He thinks these are great songs, and he... No, no, no. He doesn't just think these are great songs. He thinks these are the best songs ever written. He he quotes, he says, I'm sitting down looking at these songs and go, why did I do this? What's the purpose of this? This, this can't be the end of the story. And I'm looking at the lyrics of all these stories and going, God damn, it's a story. <laughs> when I first read that this guy jammed with a songwriter and wrote Best Kid in the World and Believe in Santa... I assume that meant like, you know, how a lot of songs are written, which is people come up with the music and then later they, they find words to match the music. If this guy's saying these were a story, that means he was jamming and started writing Believe in Santa. He's in this guy's <laughs> studio and he's saying Believe in Santa? What adult <laughs> sings about believing in Santa in a songwriting jam? <laughs> And, and in the voice of Peebo Bryson <laughs> or whoever. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so DeLuca calls up a friend and he writes a script about kids and Santa and don't be materialistic. You know, what every single animation special is about. Uh, then we get to uh, uh, James Abner. James Abner has joined Slater and uh, created a studio called Wolf Tracer Studios, which is going to be this 3D choreographer animation studio. (laughs) 
Abner somehow just, gets connected with DeLuca. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Think about what what is just said. <laughs> he basically was like, someone was like, we're going to start a photography company based on iPhoto. <laughs> you know all those screensavers people look at when they're not using their computers? Well, imagine that was a movie. <laughs> DeLuca, air conditioning, believe in Santa, songwriter guy, is calling studios in Los Angeles, this poor guy, saying, I have this great Christmas special. And everyone's saying, it's going to take millions. It's going to take a lot of money. Uh, you know, probably just being like, yeah, great. You have a Christmas special guy in Long Island. That's wonderful. Two songs. Oh boy. Be sure to get right back to us. But he <laughs> yeah. calls DeLuca and DeLuca says, oh, not only can we make your Christmas special for $650,000, but we can have it done in four months in time for this Christmas. <laughs> So DeLuca goes, oh, that's great. Uh, and and DeLuca knows another guy, Chris Rose, another Long Islander. Uh, they both have dreams of show business. Chris Rose had just gone, I guess, through a, a divorce. He had money from his family's beer distribution business. And so they sink all their money into Wolf Tracer Studios and producing this animated special. Uh, $65,000 is what they raised and gave him. So Colin Slater starts putting together a voice cast. Now, this is so crazy. Here's the voice cast. Mark Hamill, Clint Howard, Walter Jones, the Black Ranger from Power Rangers, Jody Benson, who played Ariel in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Nancy Cartwright, who plays Bart Simpson. And Paige O'Hara, who played Belle in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, and Deborah Wilson, who was on Mad TV. <laughs> They're yeah. all going to be in this Christmas special. Now, some of these actors have four lines. I'm sure this was recorded in two afternoons, but still, that's an insane. <laughs> and some cast. of them, some of the them don't really have any lines. They just go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're talking, of course, about great grandma played by Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. You want to explain her character? She is a very fragile old uh, black grandma. And that was the direction, and that is the literally what she's doing. She's going Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, she does say a full sentence. I don't know why she decides to she can talk at the end, but otherwise, she just goes. <laughs> well, <it's> <laughs> why why talk about it when we can hear it? You just got to in it. Isn't that what Santa does? <laughs> it was from my heart. Oh. <laughs> See, <laughs> she doesn't get it. Oh. Christmas. 
I've heard people speculate. It's actually on IMDb that that is a corrupted audio file. No. But the actor has said, no, that's what they told me to do. They wanted me to be like stuttery and weird and incoherent. So that's that's what they wanted. That's actually like, like I want her to do a, a, a digital mistake voice now because that's amazing. She could be some Pixar character. Now, like one, in the Matrix or something. If you're wondering how they got this great cast, this is also my conjecture. But I, in the credits, I noticed Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, is a producer of this special. <laughs> yes. And Nancy Cartwright is a tragically deep Scientologist. Yes. Uh, she uh, got a special award from Scientology in, I think, 2006, not because of any kind of special thing that she did in terms of charity or social work, but the way you get any award from Scientology, which is that she donated uh, $10 million in 2006 to the Church of Scientology, which reportedly is double her annual salary. So this poor woman's in deep. Um, And I know other people in the cast are not into Scientology, but... It does give you connections, and I think that maybe they got Nancy first and then got other people on after the fact because this is a stacked cast. Look, you have literally Belle from Beauty and the Beast talking to Ariel, the little mermaid, in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) And and so there's – someone mentions in this article, I think – all of our information is from this article, I'm pretty sure, but – Someone mentions that they think that Colin Slater might be Scientologist too. They said he wasn't. I think he at the least played at it. Yeah. I saw Xenu references and stuff he wrote. He is he has died now. He died of a stroke a couple of years ago. But I but. thought they don't say I thought they don't bring up Xenu. Like they act like it's this not real. This article doesn't. This article makes a weird effort to remove themselves from that theory in a way that seems well, a little I'm, too much for me. I mean, call, I, I mean, if you are a Scientologist, you don't typically acknowledge the Xenu outside of that upper level or something. Well, this was also a or, maniac talking sure, on Twitter. Me. Yeah. So I, I, again, I'm, I'm just guessing. I can't, I can't ask the man. Meanwhile, yeah. <clears throat> DeLuca, our air conditioning friend, moves from New York to Los Angeles. Um, Rose is in Long Island where he's raising his six children. Um, they sell the whole thing to be played on the WB. And what's so crazy about this is neither DeLuca or Rose gets to see any of the animation progress. Colin Slater does not no. let them see anything that's happening. There are four animators who are working on this 45-minute special that is due in four months. <laughs> and one of them gets fired. And so then there's gets, three. One of them gets fired. Why? Because when DeLuca and Rose finally get so tired of being shut out of seeing any of the animation, the head animator follows them out to the parking lot and says, hey, this Colin guy is basically running a scam on you. You need to get whatever you can and get out. And when Colin found out about it, he fired the head animator. 
So these three yeah. other animators were left to fend for themselves. And and so let's talk about the process when they're when they're sitting down to use 3D choreographer. They realize that there is concept art that was drawn and they realize that there is no modeling technology in the software. And there's no so storyboards. They, right. <laughs> so they can't even create the characters. <laughs> they have to call Microsoft or whoever created this thing, the, who obviously did not create it for this purpose, <laughs> and say, can you please make us characters that will work with this thing? That's like calling like Nintendo and being like, can you make another character that's not Mario Luigi <laughs> in this Mario game? And then so I can make a movie with the, the engine. Uh, and, and just so you know about the level of voice acting, it varies on this whole thing. But this, <laughs> this is a sample of uh, our, our lead of the film, Rick. Actually, it's our lead of the film for a while. The, the focus of this movie kind of shifts from Ricky to Nicole halfway through. Yeah. But uh, this is a little bit of what, his, his rapping that he loves to do. Play just for that. I've been told this time of year is forgiven. Give to please others, Santa, this is how I'm living. But if you kindly find the time, deliver gifts seven, eight, and nine from my list. I'm not selfish, I'm just driven. I've been a good boy through the year, you better know it. Get ready, Santa Claus, to start decking the halls with gifts from my Christmas list. This is a wild ride. <laughs> that little sing song at the end. I'm like, also, like you're saying, I mean, they have one character model for all of these characters. So if a character is saying, like, I can't believe I'm so dirty, they can't make the character dirty. Right, it's just no. what they have. If a character, yeah. uh, you know, falls down, they can't really bend the knees. They just kind of <laughs> topple over like a tree. There is snow on everything in this thing, except the characters. Well, by snow, you mean like the, uh, the um, spray paint brush <laughs> on MS Paint <laughs> that they kind of blew yeah. over everything. <laughs> What about the? Uh, I do want to talk about some of the scenes where absolutely, <laughs> where during recess, uh, the, while the teacher is just inside, not, uh, you know, chaperoning these kids at recess, they are just playing on a lake, a frozen lake. No adults around. They're just jumping up and down on this thing, throwing each other on the ground, slamming each, this this frozen lake. It, this is like it was like the it would be like the teacher was like, "Hey kids, go outside and play in the construction area, <laughs> construction zone. I'll be out in a minute." Well, by throwing <laughs> each other around, you mean a character will raise its hand and kind of lightly graze another one's shoulder, <laughs> and they'll topple over in a cartwheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll do a flip, but it's like on the axis in the middle, so they just twist in the same air. <laughs> There are so oh, many man. clips I want to play from this. What should, we, should we play a little bit of uh, uh, Ricky decorating the school Christmas tree? Oh my gosh, go Decorate for it. The tree. Let's just see what Ricky Rodmaster can do. <laughs> hey, watch me help him. 
Heads up, Ricky! Whoa, look at all the ornaments. Hey, Ricky, hang ten. I'm a decorating master, no one is faster. Don't you know, I'm a Christmas tree blaster. <laughs> and this tree is a <laughs> photograph of a real pine tree that they have blurred out and drawn a line yeah. around. <laughs> and what? Okay, and I love that the one character's like, surf's up or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this this character is like he just keeps making surfing references throughout the thing like he he wants the frozen lake to be waves man or something like right <laughs> they just they just created personas for his characters and for no with no rhyme or reason and no payoff at all uh and we're skipping around but i do want to show you so you know the poor guy who wrote this song um but one of the songs he wrote was the best kid in the world. Let's listen to this song that apparently he wrote with lyrics while jamming. You'll see the best kid in the world. Look at me, look, and you'll see just how good I can be. Cause on Christmas Eve, But she's doing slow motion pirouettes in her room right now. Okay. Imagine jamming that song out with this guy in his basement and go, look at me. Okay, I'm the best kid in the world. He's like looking into the other guy's eyes. He's just done his air conditioning unit. I'm just picturing like like normal normally like jam man's like back 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 it's like funk and like he's like and this guy instead he's going bling 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 by jamming he means the other guy is staring at him from the other corner of the room. <laughs> so, can you imagine Fish doing this on stage? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so somehow, somehow, these poor animators managed to crank out 45 minutes worth of material. Apparently, uh, uh, Colin would just, Colin Slater would just walk in and go, okay, looks great, good job, and then go to the roof and start smoking. Smoking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, he he did he did uh, edit the script, didn't he? He'd say, like, there needs to be some tension. 
And that's why there's all this weird bullying that happens that, that doesn't do yeah, lead to anything. Yeah, Colin wanted more tension in action. So we get treated to a scene where uh, when bad girl Nicole throws out the teddy bear that Ricky gave her, she has to go to the junkyard and uh, the bullies <laughs> show up to yell at them. And then there's two guard dogs at the junkyard. But you know how like guard dogs at the junkyard in these kids' movies are usually two you know, big pit bulls or rottweilers. Or yeah, Doberman pitchers like they run after the kids. These are two little wiener dogs that just kind of, <laughs> which are by the way, yeah. W- 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 <laughs> this uh, school, this school dumpster that she throws the the bear in, or like, what else is being thrown in there that it's being taken to a junkyard? <laughs> Well, there's nothing else in the junkyard but cars. And then the teddy bear is laying on top of the cars. Trash doesn't go to the junkyard. (laughs) (laughs) Was this like shared with with the junkyard? That is the biggest uh, error in this movie. (laughs) Yes, totally is. Uh, Okay, so... (laughs) They, they they crank out this thing. Um, Slater was just like, oh, this this looks great. Slater, uh, Colin, uh, Colin gets uh, Rose in New Jersey to invest another $200,000 in advance of making a sequel to this movie called A Bunny's Tale <laughs> for Easter. Uh, the whole thing is uh, put out and released, and uh, you know everyone at Wolf Tracer Studios miraculously, you know, got paid. Probably not anywhere near what they were supposed to, but they got paid. And so, uh, apparently, the week after Thanksgiving, when this debuted, the families uh, in Long Island all get together. <laughs> Story. Rose says that he hosted a get together at his home to watch the debut of the broadcast of the special. I'm quoting here. In attendance was his father, whom Rose says he was always having having a difficult relationship. This was the second time his father had ever visited his house. The whole family gathered around the TV as two-dimensional snowflakes fell over a squat, ugly-looking town. Everyone's smiles faded. Trying hard not to look at each other, Rose lasted 15 minutes, turned red, and retreated to his bedroom. The family shut off the TV after half an hour. From his bedroom window, he watched the headlights of his father's car as it drove out of his driveway into the night. Also, DeLuca, I guess, had been invited to the party, but he had gotten a copy of the special the night before, and he decided not to attend. This is a quote from DeLuca. I saw my parents die, and I'm not sure if this wasn't as emotionally devastating as that. (laughs) The the image, the image of the guy up in his room looking out the window as he watches his dad drive off. My son, I hate that kid so much. If I, if I may, yeah. it seems to me that a lot of people spent both a, a lot of time and money 
for somebody to work through some very severe parent issues, childhood trauma that was not resolved. Yeah, it was made worse. Yeah, it was made worse by this TV special. This guy was this close to reconnecting with his father, and his dad was like, "And nope." If he could only animate better. <laughs> now, if oh they never got gosh. to that point of the special, it means that they never got to about 34 minutes in when Rich Kroll Nicole comes downstairs to see her presence. And uh, we hear the voice acting of her father, Mark Hamill. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Nicole. Let's open your presents, precious. Oh, our princess has my good looks and your spending habits. <laughs> oh, dear. A present from Grandma came last week in the mail. I may have put it at the back of the tree. Oh, cool. Grandma always sends me the best stuff. <laughs> Nothing's too good for my princess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and not only did uh, he get Paige O'Hara, is it Peebo Bryson, Nathan? Yes. Who sings the end theme song to this movie? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) The season is upon us. This is the end credits. So remember, this guy is also jamming and singing these lyrics. Sometimes just get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you get it. And during, during this segment, they trolled. The guy. They trolled uh, Colin because it says directed by Colin Slater. And then when he does that, the the snowman winks. Yeah. (laughs) But but also, it's clear that they could only output so much length for this 3D choreographer because the snowman blinks a few times. (laughs) It's just (laughs) It's repeating. Now, at the very end, it, it gives you the web address, believeinsantamovie.com. If you go there now, it's just like a, a men's health ad. <laughs> it's, it did you try to put you. it in the web archive? What's that? Did you try to put it in the web archive? I did not. You can give it a try now. I mean, it also Let's says the that. soundtrack CD is available, which is a lie. Somebody has <laughs> uploaded them onto a Amazon playlist. Uh, I what think was the URL? It is believeinsantamovie.com. And I'm, I'm going to see if we can, uh, if I can hit the flawless ad for what they thought would be the next Easter special. There's a dedicated to, I don't know who's dedicated to, but man, um, if I was the family, I would demand to have these names taken off the end of the movie. Oh, dang it. And we'll all be low once we see the world. 
en gown over Adios, le Mahalo. Oh, that's great. They do a little Ferris Bueller oh, thing at the end. Yep. <laughs> so anything uh, from the archives? It's a freaking um, flash. It's flash, so it doesn't work. Oh. But Heartbreaker. <laughs> okay, eventually... Uh, I did find in 2007, the first one that isn't, it's it's uh, it's like, believeinsantamovie.com. Christmas waves a magic wand over this world. And then it's like a picture of a sexy Santa girl. <laughs> and like, find the perfect Christmas gift. It like basically turned into one of these like, la- uh, you know, landing pages for spam. Yes, 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 yes. I wonder if I can play... I wonder if the flash will play if I turn on the flash. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Or is, I just don't know how to turn it on without spending a lot of time doing this. <laughs> I definitely don't either. <laughs> uh, Anyways. So that's the story behind this movie. And this, like we kept seeing this, this movie is, uh, let's see, 42 minutes on YouTube, about five minutes of that are credits. But if you had told me I had sat through a two-hour movie, I would have completely believed you. This <laughs> this is something that, as much as I love the inexplicable horrendousness of it, it takes a piece of your life with it when you watch the whole thing. And I think that's putting that mildly. <laughs> Wow. I told you, I almost, it, it really is just horrible. This is a brain breaker, everyone. Yeah. So I highly recommend everyone check it out. I am emotionally drained. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time, I think, in 36 episodes or however many we're on, where I do not recommend you watching this you've not recommended things before but this is the most maybe uh, adamant i I still say you know oh try to you know like you can see it for this reason there's no reason whatsoever Uh, oh watch this i i think that you i think that everyone should at the least check out a couple minutes of this just just read that article no, Just read the article. No, you gotta you gotta see some <laughs> of it to understand what's going on. There here. needs to be a movie on this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be that would now that would be worth seeing. Like a disaster <laughs> artist, but exactly. Yeah. yeah, sure. But it should be animated with three D choreographer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait like, to see um, this. Maybe scene. a maybe a Seth, uh, Seth Rogen can make it. <laughs> I love the street kids. <laughs> the the wow. 3D animation I, of on. the dad driving away. <laughs> hey, hey. Watch the green hornet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I found a loading gif. <laughs> I'm trying to find the freaking flash. Oh, I found. Okay. I found the SWF file. Oh, our audience is at the tip of their behinds. You have to send yeah. hundred and fifty dollars. I just emailed the. I just emailed him. 
It's like, yes, my scam is back on. <laughs> From beyond the grave. Beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's dead. Oh, that's right. Yay. Man, this freaking guy. And a part of us Rest all died with this him. Guy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh,. Yeah, I, I I mean we could talk about the special itself, but I truly it's just watching these brain breaking animations and uh, uh, the story behind it is the the fascinating gold. The expressions on yeah. the guy with the scarf around his face. Oh sure. <laughs> what is happening with that man's face? Like oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, Ricky has He's a, a big best sandwich friend. fan. Ricky has a best friend who has a scarf around his head, and he always has a sandwich plastered to his hand, except when he doesn't. And what's amazing about it is that his hand never closes around the sandwich. It's just an open palm, <laughs> and the hero sandwich just kind of cements itself to him. But boy, he thinks that girls are dumb. <laughs> That's his main character arc. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, someone, like, tries to steal his sandwich and then he like just lets it slide down his throat slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this thing's so gross. So yeah, run, don't walk to watch Rhapsody Street Kids colon Believe in Santa <laughs> from 2002 on your YouTube. Um, it's so, It's not even... I mean, it's a little bit halfway to a million views. I'm just kind of surprised it hasn't cracked more. That is true. Um, We're all surprised. Well, with the help of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Get at least another 12. Uh, Nathan, is there anything else? I I can tell that you're trying to make this flashlight pop up to (laughs) see if you can get any more animation goodness out of it. I am devoted to this. Uh, I can't, um, like I can get to the, um, oh, maybe this one. I don't know. I, I, I honestly just don't think it's there. I don't think the file was archived. Oh. I think what would be better suited for our time is, uh, what we should do is make the, uh, 3d animated version of this story in exactly how this story should be told. With the exact program used yeah. for this movie. We'll get 3D choreographer. We'll do a disaster room with this movie. Of course, Mark Hamill, Jody Benson Pixar. will come back. <laughs> Whoever we, we, we need to re- I say animate. we get someone from Pixar to make a real version of this thing. Oh, sure. Get but just keep, but keep the story and, and audio and everything the same. Somebody somebody has gone in and done reanimatics of Rhapsody Kids. But they've oh, done they it have. with <clears throat> terrible like learn to draw anime style drawings. So you can sh- <laughs> it's a new level of horrible. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh I feel like we're kind of petering out here. There was <laughs> so much gunpowder at the beginning. Uh yeah, unless anybody else has anything to say, uh I will wish everybody a Merry Christmas and uh almost Merry Christmas and 
Have fun watching this thing with your family. Call Nana. Call your aunts and uncles. Call your estranged father. (laughs) Yeah, call your estranged father. You have a tense relationship with. And halfway through, go upstairs and watch him slowly drive away from you. (laughs) All right. Signing off on our final episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe to Nothing Ever Again. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.